The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab became the father of Nashan, Nashan the father of Solomon, Solomon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph, Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Uzziah, Uzziah became the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah, Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Sheatil, Sheatil the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud became the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azar the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar became the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about, when his mother was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's a really long Gospel reading because we're hearing about the genealogy of Jesus. We're hearing about how Jesus came about, that he has a lineage, he has an inheritance, he, ha- he comes from somewhere, okay? And so when we celebrate today Mary's nativity, her birth, you know, she plays a significant role in this. We know that because her birth brings about Jesus' birth. But there's some things we can break down in here. So, let's see. Who remembers who the father of Obed is? Okay, we'll try another one. How about Jehoshaphat? Who's his dad? Nothing, nothing. Now, the thing is, like, do you need to know those to, like, understand that Jesus came from somewhere? No, you don't, right? So it's like, I don't remember who the heck Sheatel is. I know that he's involved, but I don't really know him. Like, that's okay. 
it's okay. Those aren't necessarily the important things because there's also a genealogy in Luke's gospel. And Luke's gospel has a couple different names as well, and people are like, oh, well, that means that there's errors. And it's like, no. One, in the Old Testament, it wasn't uncommon for people to change their names. I don't know why. I didn't live back then, but that's just the reality. Like, that's the, the tradition of the Israelites. Like, it wasn't uncommon for that. Also, have any of you ever tried to, like, do your family history tree? Mr. Byers, the only one that's ever tried to do a family history tree? Oh, good. Mrs. Stanley has as well. So, like, when you're doing that and you're tracing them, right? Like, okay, you know your mom and your dad, you know your grandparents, and, and maybe, maybe you know your great-grandparents, but then you forget who your great-great-grandparents are, but you know who your great-great-great-great-grandparents are. And so, like, sometimes there's gaps, right? Gaps are a natural thing, especially, like, when you're dealing with stuff that's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years old. So it's not uncommon to, like, forget about that. But here's some important things to note. There are three different gaps that we talk about. Like, there's the initial one, there's a second one, there's a third one. Do you know how many generations are in each? It's between 12 and 14. Which one do you think it is? Yes. No, it's 14. I was trying to, I actually, like, failed you in that example. But yeah, so 14 generations. 14 generations, 14 generations, 14 generations was equal a total of how many generations? Quick math. 14 times 3. I know you're all like, 1, 4, 3, carry the 2. She's, someone's got it. He's got it. Okay, I'm ready. 42. Yeah, so there's a total of 42 generations listed here. Now we, we hear some, like, some of the main ones. Like we've heard, okay, I got Abraham. I remember that one. Got Isaac, remember that one. Joseph, got that one. Okay, like, got the beginning, got to the end. There's, there's some, like, significance in the numbers. We won't get too heavy into that. But what's important is, yes, these 14 generations, right, highlight uh, significant uh, Hebrew, like, number traditions. With the 42, it's an interesting number because it's correlated— it's associated with the amount of encampments the Israelites had to make during their time wandering in the desert. And so there's this idea that Jesus being the Messiah is a Messiah for those who are lost. Which is also interesting because did you notice a lot of guy names? Did you notice any women names besides Mary? Maybe a couple, like one, two, three, four, five or something? Yeah, yeah okay, which, what, do, what do you remember? Ruth is in here, yeah. There's a couple others. Oh, you're up there. I thought you were going to go down there. That's okay. You can hang out up there. What else? Did you have a, a hand up that I did not see? Yes. Oh, it was asking about the other women names. Yeah, we got Ruth for sure. Yes. Nope. No Vanessas. That's okay. All right, we'll try one more. Yeah. No, but Veronica, like, she, t- she does have a significant role, but she has a role in the stations. Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. So there are, like, other women names. Yeah, they had a uh, mother of Tamar, mother of Rahab, mother of Ruth, or, like, yeah, so Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Uriah, right? So those are the four other names. Could you imagine someone having, like, the name Uriah these days? Maybe. What about, I think this is fascinating, what about, like, Rehomoboam? What's up, Rehomoboam? How you doing? Like, you know, you don't imagine that. So, like, it's also fascinating to hear, like, these names 
they're real names. They're not just made up like sounds. These are real names of people that existed. All of this, why does this all matter in, in relation to the Nativity for Mary? What am I doing? The Nativity of Mary is because it highlights Jesus comes from somewhere, which means I come from somewhere. Like we have mothers and fathers, whether they are our biological parents or adopted parents, whether they uh, are other family members. Like we all come from something. And what I love most about this particular gospel and highlighting that second part when it talks about Joseph is that in the Hebrew tradition, Joseph, we know, is not the biological parent to Jesus. Jesus was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, comes from the Heavenly Father. But being the adopted father, being an adopted son, Jesus receives all of the the hereditary gifts, all the Hebrew gifts, all the, the lineage, all the, all the like, royalties. And so you think about that in baptism for us as Christians, right? By our baptism, we are adopted into the family of God. We are given the royal rights. That's why we become priest, prophet, king in our identities. So it's a great thing to one to like give thanks to our families where we've come from but also to give thanks to our heavenly family uh, to know that we are connected and united in something much greater uh, than just by blood so the final point in all of this get my notes is that the credentials of royalty you know, they they began all the way back when, in the beginning of the gospel, they highlight Abraham and David. They're not ruined. They're not taken away by the certain individuals that maybe did, like, not-so-good things. Like, other people's faults are not our faults. Um, and so we still get to receive uh, the royalties of the gifts of God through our adoption as baptized Christians. Um, so we give thanks to Mary for her birth. Uh, we give thanks to her parents for uh, the gift of her life, um, but we give thanks to our parents and for our lives. Like, we can't forget to give thanks for our lives every day.